Welcome to Living Water Radio. What is reality? Do we make our own reality or does reality make us? Today we're going to share 10 means by which the Holy Spirit might work in people's hearts to answer that question. My name is Pastor David Burkettall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church Disciples of Christ, United Church of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. Philip Dick, the science fiction writer whose highly esteemed written works like Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep and Ubik, were turned into popular movies such as Minority Report, Total Recall, and Blade Runner, once said, Reality is that which, when you stop believing in it, doesn't go away. What is reality? There are lots of different kinds of cars in a parking lot, but there is one thing that they mostly have in common. They're passenger side mirrors. Passenger side mirrors on cars made for the United States, Canada, Nepal, South Korea, and India have a safety warning on them that says, objects in mirror are closer than they appear. The driver's side mirror is flat, but the passenger side mirror is convex. That is, it is slightly bowed out in the middle. That gives the driver a field of vision that is a wider but distorted view of what is next to and behind the car. Reality is not always what it appears to be. You just have to take that into consideration. Paul, writing about selfless love, agape, says this in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 8-13. through 13. Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly. But then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. And the greatest of these is love. Our understanding of the work of God is imperfect, even distorted. But one day it will be made complete. Our knowledge of the workings of God is partial. But one day it will be thorough, as thorough as God is fully made known to us. Reality is not always what it appears to be. We just need to take that into consideration. Faith and hope and love dwell within us, but the greatest of them is love, selfless love. Why? I think that it's because the selfless love of God is the source of our hope and of our faith. They come as the gift of the Holy Spirit through the selfless love of God. It seems like we should be doing something to earn our salvation. We should be good. We should be loving. But that's not the way it is in the Christian life. We love because God first loved us. 
we act filled and transformed by the Holy Spirit as a new creation in a living relationship with the one true living God. That is the foundation of the Christian life, and we share it because we want to. The Holy Spirit wells up from within us. Selfless love flows from the living relationship with the one true living God that we have been given because God is love. We don't take the initiative. We can't. God can, and God does. When we speak of Christianity, we don't share something that we have invented ourselves or even something we endorse because it works. When we speak of Christianity, we are describing reality. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. We don't even fully understand it. The reality of the Christian life is that God died for us so that we might have abundant life now and forever. And then he took his life back again. We describe what reality is because it exists as a gift from God, because the Holy Spirit has given us the vision to see it. We live as we do in God's love in response to what God has done for us. All things require an interpretive framework to understand them, even a little bit. Our interpretive framework is formed by experience, authority, prejudice, education, and many other things. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. So, the Christian message isn't, you need to do better. It is, we all need a Savior, and we have one in Jesus Christ. Knowing that, living in Him, makes us better in response. And that leads us to want to do better. How do we share that good news? The only clarity we can receive in life and then give to others comes from God, from outside of ourselves. We don't know how God works or why or when. God is God and we're not. All that we can do is be the means by which God the Holy Spirit works, the Holy Spirit that wells up from within us like streams of living water, which is the Bible's metaphor for the Holy Spirit in both the Old and New Testament sections of the Bible. Today we're going to associate that stream with rivulets. A rivulet is a small stream. It can be the means by which people come to the larger stream. We've previously uploaded videos, blogs, podcasts called Rivulets of Living Water, Rivulets the Sequel, Rivulets 3, More Flow, Rivulets 4, Return of the Rivulets, Rivulets 5, 10 Valentines, and now Rivulets 6, Closer Than You Think. Today, we're going to look at 10 more rivulets, that is, practical means that might guide people to receive the streams of living water that is God, the Holy Spirit, and be filled for life transformation. These rivulets won't make people Christians, but they can be the conduits by which the Holy Spirit works in people's hearts, that is, their true selves, to lead them to new life in Jesus Christ, and we pray that they will. And maybe these ten rivulets will stimulate your own thinking about how you can share the faith that God has given you. Number 51. Fish with a net. Most Christians are line fishers, one-on-one. -on -one. These days, we also have the opportunity to fish with a net, the internet. Share your faith on social media, on your page or profile, in dialogue with others online. Share your faith with your network of friends, family, clubs, community broadly targeted messaging, flyers left around town in your Christmas letter, and decals, labels, bumper stickers. 
Find ways to fish with a net by reaching groups in addition to reaching individuals. Number 52. Like your church's Facebook page and other social media sites. Help build recognition and interest in the ministry of your congregation. Number 53. Leave a good review. Leave a good review of your church anywhere the option is offered. Write about the people and about what God is doing through your church. Talk about how lives are being changed for the better and about what people can expect if they attend a community event or attend worship. Number 54. Share your church's stories. Was your congregation covered in the traditional media or does someone compliment it online? Share that story. Provide a link in your social media or call attention to the coverage in person. Point out the impact your church is having to the glory of God in your community and beyond and why that's important. Number 55. Volunteer or support your church's youth ministries. According to the Barna Group, 94% of people who come to Christ do so before their 18th birthday. Volunteer or support your church's Vacation Bible School, Sunday School, Youth Groups, Bible Camp, and other youth ministries, and lead by word and deed. Number 56. Share a post-it note. Fun fact, did you know that post-it notes were invented when a choir member was frustrated by their plain paper placeholders falling out of their hymn book during choir practice? Hand someone a post-it note with a message of encouragement, your church's website address, or the location of your church's online worship services with a message like, just thought you'd like to see this. Number 57. Use a custom license plate frame. Does your church provide license plate frames with the name of the church and a slogan or website address? If not, have them made yourself and attach them to your car. And be an especially courteous driver. Number 58. Invite someone who knows you. Invite someone who knows that you are a Christian to come and experience worship with you. Build in some time afterward to talk about their experience and answer questions. Invite them to come to know Jesus. Number 59. Use the name. Use the name Jesus in a conversation with someone you don't usually discuss such things with this week. Number 60. Pray about your inviting. Pray that God would work through you to help others hear the good news about Jesus. Pray about who to invite and how. Ask God to work in you so that you show the work God is doing in you to God's glory. Ask God to overcome your gaps and insecurities in your trusting Him. We are all imperfect. Leave the outcome to God. What is reality? Reality is not always what it appears to be. We just need to take that into consideration. When we speak about God, we speak about reality as it is. These ten rivulets may be the means by which the Holy Spirit works in people you know and care about. May the Holy Spirit speak through these ideas and others like them, that all people know that God is closer to them than they thought. Ask God for guidance on how to use them. May they be the means by which people realize that God has bent toward us to give us a broader, if humanly imperfect, vision of reality.
that the Christian community is closer than they thought, that God is closer than they thought, that they are closer than they thought to a living relationship with the one true living God through the selfless love of God on the cross, made known to them by the Holy Spirit, gushing up from within us like streams of living water. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccines and the booster, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer sometime today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship service they have available and support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move now out of the variants and back into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. They're trying to find their footing. They're trying to keep everybody happy. You know how impossible that is. Support them. Pray for them. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody, contact a friend or a relative, Google a local national hotline, talk with a professional, reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time and into the light. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly, get your vaccine. It's the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Do it for the sake of others. Avoid crowds if you can, and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and an encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated. <laughs>